0: me in your Bibles to the book of 2nd Chronicles chapter 36, 2nd Chronicles chapter 36, <clears throat> and we'll again read um, the first 16 verses of this chapter. Hear now the word of the living God. The people of the land took Jehoahaz, the son of Josiah, and made him king in his father's place in Jerusalem. Jehoahaz was 23 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned three months in Jerusalem. Then the king of Egypt deposed him in Jerusalem and laid on the land a tribute of a hundred talents of silver and a talent of gold. And the king of Egypt made Eliakim, his brother, king over Judah in Jerusalem, and changed his name to Jehoiakim. But Necho took Jehoahaz, his brother and carried him to Egypt. Jehoiakim was 25 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God. Against him came up Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and bound him in chains to take him to Babylon. Nebuchadnezzar also carried part of the vessels of the house of the Lord to Babylon and put them in his palace in Babylon. Now the rest of the acts of Jehoiakim and the abominations that he did and what was found against him, behold, they are written in the book of the kings of Israel and Judah. And Jehoiachin, his son, reigned in his place. Jehoiachin was 18 years old when he became king. And he reigned three months and ten days in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord. In the spring of the year, King Nebuchadnezzar sent and brought him to Babylon with the precious vessels of the house of the Lord, and made his brother Zedekiah king over Judah and Jerusalem. Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign, and he reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. He did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God. He did not humble himself before Jeremiah the prophet, who spoke from the mouth of the Lord. He also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear by God. He stiffened his neck and hardened his heart against turning to the Lord, the God of Israel. All the officers of the priests and the people likewise were exceedingly unfaithful, following all the abominations of the nations." And they polluted the house of the Lord that he had made holy in Jerusalem. The Lord, the God of their fathers, sent persistently to them by his messengers because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. But they kept mocking the messengers of God, despising his words and scoffing at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people until there was no remedy. Thus ends the reading of God's very word. Let's pray. Lord God, we ask that you would come now, and Lord Jesus, that you would preach your gospel to us as we look at the life of this foolish man who was a king, uh, who led your people Uh, Lord, we pray that you would teach us from his example and that we would learn how sweet and good it is to trust and follow you, Lord Jesus, and we would not follow the path of this foolish man. Lord, thank you for recording these things for us so that we might learn. To love and follow you, Lord Jesus, according to your word, and not be foolish and rebel and be full of pride and arrogance and refuse to turn when you correct us. Oh, Lord, hear our cry and bless us now with hearts that are revived to delight in you, O Lamb of God, in Jesus we pray, amen. Well, we come now and want to look at just a few of the details that are summarized for us here in chapter 36 about the life of King Zedekiah. I want you to notice the terms that are used to describe uh, this foolish, arrogant king. In verse 11 of our text in Second Chronicles 36, we see that Zedekiah was 21 years old when he began to reign. He reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. Now, you would think that in the face of seeing what happened uh, to Jehoachin and Jehoiakim and the outcome of their lives that he would take to heart uh, the truth, the gospel. And yet uh, this man uh, persisted in unbelief. Uh, He, in verse 12, is described as one who did what was evil in the sight of the Lord his God. Uh, the next phrase, he did not humble himself before Jeremiah, the prophet who spoke from the mouth of the Lord. And you remember the theme verse that really summarized and outlines for us either the revivals that took place by God's amazing grace, recorded in Second chronicles or the lack thereof, the times of spiritual darkness and judgment. Uh, Turn back with me to chapter 7 of Chronicles. Here is God's answer to Solomon's prayer when the temple was dedicated hundreds of years before. Uh, Solomon had built the temple at the instruction and direction of the Lord. And now he has prayed in chapter 6 that God would bless this place, the temple, to be used as the meeting house where God's people could go and humble themselves before the Lord offering sacrifices in faith, looking to the Christ, and be forgiven and healed and blessed. And so the Lord comes and addresses Solomon. In chapter 7, verse 11, the Solomon finished the house of the Lord and the king's house, all that Solomon had planned to do in the house of the Lord, and in his own house he successfully accomplished. And then the Lord appeared to Solomon in the night and said to him, I have heard your prayer and have chosen this place for myself as a house of sacrifice. When I shut up the heavens so that there is no rain or command the locusts to devour the land or send pestilence among my people, if my people who are called by my name humble themselves and pray and seek my face and turn from their wicked ways, then I will hear from heaven and will forgive their sin and heal their land. Now my eyes will be open and my ears attentive to the prayer that is made in this place. In verse 19, he warns them, But if you turn aside and forsake my statutes and my commandments that I have set before you, and go and serve other gods and worship them, Then I will pluck you up from my land that I have given you and this house that I have consecrated for my name I will cast out of my sight and I will make it a proverb and a byword among all peoples. And at this house which was exalted everyone passing by will be astonished and say why has the Lord done thus to this land and to this house And then they will say, because they abandoned the Lord, the God of their fathers, who brought them out of the land of Egypt and laid hold on other gods and worshiped them and served them, therefore he has brought all this disaster on them. Here we have the exact opposite over and over of what God had instructed his people to be and do. In 2 Chronicles 36, Zedekiah, he did not humble himself. Before Jeremiah the prophet, who spoke from the mouth of the Lord, he also rebelled against King Nebuchadnezzar, who had made him swear by God. He stiffened his neck and hardened his heart against turning To the Lord, the God of Israel, all the officers of the priests and the people likewise were exceedingly unfaithful following all the abominations of the nations, and they polluted the house of the Lord that he had made holy in Jerusalem. Verse 15 tells us the heart of the matter. The Lord, the God of their fathers, had sent persistently to them by his messengers Because he had compassion on his people and on his dwelling place. He had sent over and over prophets calling the people to repent and turn to the Lord. What was the response? Verse 16, but they kept mocking the messengers of God, despising his words and scoffing at his prophets until the wrath of the Lord rose against his people Until there was no remedy. So let's again turn over to the book of Jeremiah, and God gives us some specific instances in the life of King Zedekiah that are helpful for us to get a glimpse of the unbelief of this man. Now, We want to look, first of all, at Jeremiah chapter 23, and uh, I, I will let you uh, read chapters 20, 21, and 22 on your own. We're going to look at a number of passages of Scripture And we do not have time to look at all of these this evening, but here is why God's judgment was coming upon his people. Not only was the temple still standing and people were still going to it, but they were doing so not in sincerity, They were doing so not with clean hands and a pure heart. They were doing so as those who were just going through the motion. They were doing so listening and believing in all kinds of false messages from messengers that God had not called, and yet they were going. Messengers who were speaking, but not the word of the Lord. It was a pleasant-seeming word. It was a word that said, you're good. Just relax. Go with the flow. And here, earlier in the book of Jeremiah, uh, the Lord had talked about how that these False shepherds uh, had polluted the land. And so he comes back now to this theme. And in chapter 23 of Jeremiah, here's what God had sent. "'Woe to the shepherds who destroy and scatter the sheep of my pasture,' declares the Lord. Therefore thus says the Lord, the God of Israel, concerning the shepherds who care for my people.' you have scattered my flock and have driven them away, and you have not attended to them. Behold, I will attend to you for your evil deeds, declares the Lord. And then I will gather the remnant of my flock out of all the countries where I have driven them, and I will bring them back to their fold, and they shall be fruitful and multiply. I will set shepherds And Israel will dwell securely, and this is the name by which he will be called, the Lord our righteousness. And so here, in the midst of this dark time of of spiritual rebellion, the Lord gives this prophecy that in the fullness of time, God would send a good shepherd, and his name would be called... The Lord is our righteousness. Uh, It, of course, is the Lord Jesus Christ. He is that one who came from the branch of David in the fullness of time. Well, here we see in verse 9... Uh, of Jeremiah 23, the Lord addresses these false prophets. Verse 9, concerning the prophets, my heart is broken within me, all my bones shake. I'm like a drunken man, like a man overcome by wine because of the Lord and because of his holy words. For the land is full of adulterers. Because of the curse. The land mourns and the pastures of the wilderness are dried up. Their course is evil and their might is not right. Both prophet and priest are ungodly. Even in my house I have found their evil, declares the Lord. And therefore their paths shall be to them like slippery paths in the darkness into which they shall be driven and fall. For I will bring disaster upon them in the year of their punishment, declares the Lord. In the prophets of Samaria, I saw an unsavory thing. They prophesied by Baal and led my people Israel astray. But in the prophets of Jerusalem, I have seen a horrible thing. They commit adultery and walk in lies. They strengthen the hand of evildoers so that no one turns from his evil. All of them have become like Sodom to me and its inhabitants like Gomorrah. And therefore thus says the Lord of hosts concerning the prophets, Behold, I will feed them with bitter food, and give them poison water to drink. For from the prophets of Jerusalem ungodliness has gone out into all the land. Thus says the Lord of hosts, Do not listen to the words of the prophets who prophesied you, filling you with vain hopes. They speak visions of their own minds, not from the mouth of the Lord. They say continually to those who despise the word of the Lord, it shall be well with you. And to everyone who stubbornly follows his own heart, they say, no disaster shall come upon you. I call uh, these false prophets in our day and time, Mr. Rogers' followers. You know, Mr. Rogers... Uh, he would come out, take his coat off, put his sweater on, you know, we're all at home now. And he would look into the camera and he would say, I love you just the way you are. And when our little ones were very little one day, Mr. Rogers had come on and I thought, well, you know, that this, is, this is good, clean, wholesome entertainment and an altercation had broken out between two of the children I can't remember who had taken whose toy and I turned around just as Mr. Rogers is saying I love you just the way you are to see a fist swinging and I thought wait a minute this is not the appropriate message that needs to be conveyed at this time to my children. Uh, They need correction. Uh, They need God's kind of love. They need to be told, wait a minute, you can't treat each other that way. That's not pleasing in God's sight. We need to repent and ask Jesus to forgive us and ask each other to forgive us. Well, Jeremiah goes on in verse 18, "For who among them, these false prophets has stood in the council of the Lord? Uh, here's this amazing glimpse that the Lord would take his prophets and give them to the privilege of standing in the throne room of heaven to hear, the message of God Almighty. He said, which of these false prophets have ever stood in the throne room of heaven to see and hear his word? Or who is a paid or who has paid attention to his word and listen? Behold, the storm of the Lord. Wrath is gone forth, a whirling tempest. It will burst upon the head of the wicked. The anger of the Lord will not turn back until he has executed and accomplished the intents of his heart. In the latter days, you will understand it clearly. I did not send the prophets, yet they ran. I did not speak to them, yet they prophesied. But if they had stood in my counsel, then they would have proclaimed my words to my people, and they would have turned them from their evil way and from the evil of their deeds. Well, let's go over to chapter 27, and we're going to look at two glimpses of what Zedekiah did with the word of the Lord from Jeremiah and how he listened to these false prophets. Look at chapter 27, verse 1. In the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, the beginning of his reign, this word came to Jeremiah from the Lord. Thus says the Lord to me, Make yourself straps and yoke bars and put them on your neck. Send word to the king of Edom, the king of Moab, the king of the sons of Ammon, the king of Tyre, and the king of Sidon by the hand of the envoys who have come to Jerusalem to Zedekiah king of Judah. Give them this charge for their masters. Thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, this is what you shall say to your masters. It is I who by my great power and my outstretched arm have made the earth with the men and animals that are on the earth and I give it to whomever it seems right to me. Now I have given all these lands into the hand of Nebuchadnezzar, the king of Babylon, my servant. And I have given him also the beast of the field to serve him. All the nations shall serve him and his son and his grandson until the time of his own land comes. Then many nations and great kings shall make him their slave. But if any nation or kingdom will not serve this Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon and put its neck under the yoke of the king of Babylon I will punish that nation with the sword with famine and with pestilence declares the Lord until I have consumed it by his hand. So do not listen to your prophets, your diviners, your dreamers, your fortune tellers, or your sorcerers who are saying to you, you shall not serve the king of Babylon, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you, with the result that you will be removed far from your land, and I will drive you out, and you will perish. But any nation that will bring its neck, under the yoke of the king of babylon and serve him i will leave on its own land to work it and dwell there declares the lord to zedekiah king of judah i have spoken like manner bring your necks under the yoke of the king of babylon and serve him and his people and live why will you and your people die by the sword by famine and by pestilence As the Lord has spoken concerning any nation that will not serve the king of Babylon, do not listen to the words of the prophets who are saying to you, you shall not serve the king of Babylon, for it is a lie that they are prophesying to you. I have not sent them, declares the Lord, but they are prophesying falsely in my name, with the result that I will drive you out and you will perish, you and the prophets who are prophesying to you. Then I spoke to the priests, And to all this people, saying, Thus says the Lord, Do not listen to the words of your prophets who are prophesying to you, saying, Behold, the the vessels of the Lord's house will now shortly be brought back from Babylon. For it is a lie that you are prophesying to you. And he's referring to, in the days of King Jehoiakim, you remember we said that Daniel... And Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego, and some of the other people of the land, and some of the vessels of the of the temple, were carried off up by King Nebuchadnezzar in 607 BC. And now at the beginning of the reign of King Zedekiah, it, it's about twelve years later. Um, and here uh, is this false message that um, you're not going to be under the rule of Nebuchadnezzar for 70 years. Don't listen to Jeremiah. Uh, You're good. Uh, You can keep going uh, uh, the way you are, and all will be great. Well, look down in chapter 28. In that same year at the beginning of the reign of Zedekiah king of Judah in the fifth month of the fourth year Hananiah the son of Azur the prophet from Gibeon spoke to me in the house of the Lord in the presence of the priests and all the people saying thus says the Lord of hosts the God of Israel I've broken the yoke of the king of Babylon. Now which do you think would be uh, the message you would want to hear if you were living there in Jerusalem? Uh, You don't have to serve this wicked, arrogant, pagan king, Nebuchadnezzar. Uh, You can overthrow his yoke and all will be well. Or, Jeremiah's message, that because of the sin over all of these generations, for 70 years we are going to be under the rule of pagan kings. Well, here's this false prophet by the name of Hananiah. And he steps forward and he says, God's going to bring the vessels of the house back, which Nebuchadnezzar took away. I will also bring back to this place Jeconiah, the son of Jehoiakim, king of Judah, and all the exiles from Judah who went to Babylon, declares the Lord, for I will break the yoke of the king of Babylon. And then the prophet Jeremiah spoke to Hananiah the prophet, in the presence of the priests and all the people who were standing in the house of the Lord. And the prophet Jeremiah said, Amen, may the Lord do so. May the Lord make the words that you have prophesied come true and bring back to this place from Babylon the vessels of the house of the Lord and all the exiles. Yet hear now this word that I speak in your hearing and in the hearing of all the people, the prophets who prophesied. Proceeded you and me from ancient times prophesied war, famine, and pestilence against many countries and great kingdoms. As for the prophet who prophesies peace, when the word of that prophet comes to pass, then it will be known that the Lord has truly sent the prophet. And then the prophet Hananiah took the yoke bars from the neck of Jeremiah the prophet and broke them. And Hananiah spoke in the presence of all the people, saying, Thus says the Lord, Even so will I break the yoke of Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, from the neck of all the nations within two years. But Jeremiah the prophet went his way. Sometime after the prophet Hananiah had broken the yoke bars off the neck of Jeremiah the prophet, the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah, Go tell Hananiah, Thus says the Lord, You have broken wooden bars. But you have made in their place bars of iron. For thus says the Lord of hosts, the God of Israel, I have put upon the neck of all the nations an iron yoke to serve Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, and they shall serve him, for I have given to him even the beast of the field. And Jeremiah the prophet said to the prophet Hananiah, Listen, Hananiah, the Lord has not sent you, And you have made this people trust in a lie. And therefore, thus says the Lord, Behold, I will remove you from the face of the earth. This year you shall die, because you have uttered rebellion against the Lord. In that same year, in the seventh month, the prophet Hananiah died. Well, what did Zedekiah do? Zedekiah did not listen to the Lord. And Zedekiah made a treaty with some of the other lesser kings in that region and thought that they could team up with the king of Egypt and overthrow Nebuchadnezzar. You don't need to repent and humble yourself before the Lord. You don't need to turn from sin, from breaking God's Holy Commandments, you're good to go. And so I want you to turn with me now, and we're going to look at just a a little glimpse quickly at what happened to King Zedekiah. We're going to fast forward. Chapter 37 Zedekiah the son of Josiah whom Nebuchadnezzar king of Babylon made king in the land of Judah reigned instead of Coniah the son of Jehoiakim but neither he nor his servants nor the people of the land listened to the words of the Lord that he spoke through Jeremiah the prophet. King Zedekiah sent Jehuchal the son of Shemaliah and Zephaniah the priest the son of Masiah. To Jeremiah the prophet saying, please pray to us to the Lord our God. Now Jeremiah was still going in and out among the people. For he had not yet been put in prison. The army of Pharaoh had come out of Egypt. And when the Chaldeans who were besieging Jerusalem heard news about it, they withdrew from Jerusalem. And so Nebuchadnezzar had sent his army to put down this rebellion. And sure enough, the king of Egypt came up. And he said, well, I'm, I'm going to rescue him. And so Nebuchadnezzar laid off the siege and turned to deal with the king of Egypt, which he promptly did. Well, while he was doing that, verse 6, then the word of the Lord came to Jeremiah the prophet. Thus says the Lord God of Israel, thus shall you say to the king of Judah who sent you to me to inquire of me, behold. Pharaoh's army that came to help you is about to return to Egypt, to its own land, and the Chaldeans shall come back and fight against this city. They shall capture it and burn it with fire. Thus says the Lord, Do not deceive yourselves, saying, The Chaldeans will surely go away from us, for they will not go away. For even if you should defeat the whole army of the Chaldeans who are fighting against you and there remained of them only wounded men, every man in his tent, they would rise up and burn this city with fire. Now when the Chaldean army had withdrawn from Jerusalem at the approach of Pharaoh's army, Jeremiah set out from Jerusalem to go to the land of Benjamin to receive his portion there among the people. And when he was at the Benjamin gate, a century, there named Arijah, the son of Shemiah, son of Hananiah, seized Jeremiah the prophet, and said, You are deserting to the Chaldeans. And Jeremiah said, It is a lie. I am not deserting to the Chaldeans. But Arijah would not listen to him and seized Jeremiah and brought him to the officials. And the officials were enraged at Jeremiah, and they beat him and imprisoned him in the house of Jonathan, the secretary. And so we'll fast forward. Jeremiah is thrown into a cistern. It has mud in the bottom of it. And sure enough, the army of Nebuchadnezzar comes back, and Jeremiah is rescued from the pit, there is an Ethiopian eunuch in the king's house who tells Zedekiah, listen, if we leave Jeremiah in this pit, he's going to die. And so he goes and lowers a rope, and he had gone to the king's palace and gotten some old clothes, and he told Jeremiah, who was evidently in such an emaciated condition, that he was so weak uh, that they said, listen, put these rags under your arms and it won't cut you when we lift you up uh, by the rope. And so Jeremiah is rescued from this pit where he was going to die. And in verse 14 of chapter 38, we read, King Zedekiah sent for Jeremiah the prophet and received him. At the third entrance of the temple of the Lord, the king said to Jeremiah, I will ask you a question. Hide nothing from me. And Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, If I tell you, will you not surely put me to death? And if I give you counsel, you will not listen to me. Wow. Jeremiah says, Why why would I tell you the truth? Because if, if I do tell you, you're liable to put me to death. And if I do tell you the truth, even if you don't kill me, you, you won't pay any attention to what I say. Then Zedekiah swore secretly to Jeremiah, As the Lord lives who made our souls, I will not put you to death or deliver you into the hand of these men who seek your life. Then Jeremiah said to Zedekiah, Thus says the Lord, the God of hosts, the God of Israel, If you will surrender to the officials of the king of Babylon, then your life shall be spared, and this city shall not be burned with fire, and you and your house shall live. But if you do not surrender to the officials of the king of Babylon, then this city shall be given into the hand of the Chaldeans, and they shall burn it with fire, and you shall not escape from their hand. King Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, I am afraid of the Judeans who have deserted to the Chaldeans, lest I be handed over to them, and they deal cruelly with me. And Jeremiah said, You shall not be given to them. Obey now the voice of the Lord in what I say to you, and it shall be well with you, and your life shall be spared. But if you refuse to sur- surrender, this is the vision which the Lord has shown me, behold, all the women left in the house of the King of Judah were being led out to the officials of the King of Babylon, and were saying, "Your trusted friends have deceived you and prevailed against you, and now that your feet are sunk in the mud, they turn away from you. All your wives and your sons shall be led out to the Chaldeans, and you yourself shall not escape from the hand from their hand, but shall be seized by the King of Babylon." and this city shall be burned with fire. Then Zedekiah said to Jeremiah, Let no one know of these words, and you shall not die. If the officials hear that I have spoken with you, and come to you and say to you, Tell us what you said to the king, and what the king said to you. Hide nothing from us, and we will not put you to death. Then you shall say to them, I made a humble plea to the king, that he would not send me back to the house of Jonathan to die there. Then all the officials came to Jeremiah and asked him, and he answered them as the king had instructed him. So they stopped speaking with him, for the conversation had not been overheard. And Jeremiah remained in the court of the guard until the day that Jeremiah was taken. Over in chapter 52, what happened? Well... Verse 1, Zedekiah was 21 years old when he became king. He reigned 11 years in Jerusalem. His mother's name was Hemutal, the daughter of Jeremiah of Libna. And he did what was evil in the sight of the Lord, according to all that Jehoiakim had done. For because of the anger of the Lord, it came to the point in Jerusalem, in Judah, that he cast them out from his presence. And Zedekiah rebelled against the king of Babylon in the ninth year of his reign. In the tenth month, on the tenth day of the month, Nebuchadnezzar, king of Babylon, came with all his army against Jerusalem and laid siege to it. And they built siege works all around it. So the city was besieged till the ninth day, uh, till the eleventh year of King Zedekiah. On the ninth day of the fourth month, the famine was so severe in the city that there was no food for the people of the land. And then a breach was made in the wall. And all the men of war fled and went out from the city by night by the way of the gate between the two walls, by the king's garden. And the Chaldeans were around the city, and they went in the direction of the Araba. But the army of the Chaldeans pursued the king and overtook Zedekiah, in the plains of Jericho, and all his army was scattered from him. And Then they captured the king and brought him up to the king of Babylon at Riblah in the land of Hamath, and he passed sentence on him. The king of Babylon slaughtered the sons of Zedekiah before his eyes and also slaughtered all the officials of Judah at Riblah. He put out the eyes of Zedekiah. And bound him in chains and the king of Babylon took him to Babylon and put him in prison till the day of his death. Isn't that stunning? Here God had announced to Zedekiah and had told him. And you can read more of the details earlier in the book of Jeremiah. Jeremiah had told him, listen, your sons will be put to death. But if you surrender, they will be spared. What do we learn from this? Well, first of all, God's word is true. And we need to listen to God's word. And Zedekiah feared what people thought of him more than he feared what God said. And that's true in our day. We're living in a culture where we are being asked to get on board with all kinds of bizarre perversions. This transgender movement is one example of people who are so mixed up and confused. They need our love and compassion. And that means we need to tell them the truth that their sexuality is what determines their gender. That biology, if you have an XY chromosome, God has made you a man, a male. That's who God made you to be. And our culture says, no, 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 no. You know, gender is something that you decide for yourself. And you may find yourself uh, a a man in a woman's body or a woman in a man's body. And it's up to you to figure it out. Uh, Deny, forget the truth that has stood for thousands of years that's what we're being asked to get on board and if you dare stand against that or the perversions of homosexuality and lesbianism or that adultery is okay and if you just get tired of living with the particular husband or wife you have then uh, go find another one everything's fine I'm okay, you're okay. That's the message. It's the same thing. Mr. Rogers' song is being sung. It was sung in Jeremiah's day. It's being sung in our day. We need to heed God's word and run to Jesus, repenting of what God says is wrong. And embrace the Lord Jesus Christ and give ourselves to follow him. Sin is real and it has real consequences. And praise God, God has recorded these things for us so that we would see how foolish it was for Zedekiah to not heed the word of the Lord. And it cost him dearly he lost everything. The last thing he saw with his eyes were his sons being lined up and the king of Babylon executing them. And then he put Zedekiah's eyes out and carried him away and imprisoned him till the day he died. Well, praise God, the book of 2nd Chronicles does not end on that horrifying Note, in the first year of Cyrus, king of Persia, the word of the Lord by the mouth of Jeremiah was fulfilled. And God brought his people back after 70 years. We'll look at that in greater detail next week. But no matter how foolish we have been, if we repent and turn to Jesus, he will forgive us and he will restore. Praise God. God's word is true. It will always stand. Even though at times in history it may not be popular. But God's word is true. The gospel is true. Jesus reigns. Our hope is in him. Let's pray. Father, we are struck with the arrogance and the foolishness of this wicked king who refused to listen and heed your word and follow you. Lord, the circumstances are different for us. Uh, in that we are not a king, and the king of Babylon is not besieging our city. And yet, Lord, uh, we need to heed your word. And it, sadly, has become not a popular message. And yet, Lord, your standard of right and wrong, it, it, it never changes. Because you, O living God, are the same yesterday, today, and forever. And so, Lord, we beg that you would give us soft and tender hearts to heed your word. Lord, you define not only gender, but you define marriage. And we are living in in a day of rebellion. It cannot last just as Zedekiah and the people who were following him They perished. Jerusalem was captured and destroyed. And so, Lord, we take our stand as Joshua, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Even in the face of the rebellion that is raging in our day. And we thank you, O Lord, that you still reign on high. We thank you that the gospel of Jesus Christ is just as true and powerful today uh, as when you came and walked on this earth, O Lamb of God, and purchased redemption and came forth from the tomb. And so, Lord, press that message of life and hope upon our hearts this night and make us men and women and young people And boys and girls that are not afraid to stand upon your word, even though we may be for the moment uh, in a minority. Lord God, we give ourselves anew to you. And we are not ashamed of your word. And we take our stand upon you, Lord Jesus, the solid rock. Lord, we heed The message that you have recorded for us about this foolish king. Oh, we want to trust and follow and obey you, Lord Jesus. You are our glorious, good, holy, sweet Savior. Bless us now. In Jesus we pray. Amen.